Hello there. Podcast about Star Wars Shadowpoint and the Star Wars universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host Amon Kusro. How are we doing today, Amon? Hey, Jesse. Doing well. Kind of tired, man. It's been the third weekend where I have not spent the weekend in Houston. So, a lot of traveling the galaxy. Yes, one of our canon cantinas. I mentioned. I think my favorite part about Star Wars is the fact that you can just travel planet to planet. <laughs> That's so, right. I feel like I'm a very good driver, so I'd be a great pilot. I think. Perfect. Navigating the stars. Well, yeah, Mon, we got some cool topics to talk about today. I'm sorry for all the travel, and hopefully that'll calm down for you, but I know it won't, because in a couple of weeks, you and I will be in another country playing in the World Team Championship for Marvel Crisis Protocol, representing the United States, but also we get some in-person hangs, which I'm much more excited about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely both is fun. I am excited to traverse Copenhagen and have a good time, have some brews with my bros. I do have some travel actually before and after that as well. So goodness, yeah, I'm just living in the clouds, man. No, this is gonna be my big travel for a while. I mean, I'm doing this on a budget anyways, and it's already kind of tight. But we're gonna make it work. Gonna rep the U.S. Gonna play some MCP. Get some good hangs with other people from other countries that I never get to see in person as well. Hopefully, meet some patrons from both shows. I imagine, and yeah, just experience all that. So excited about that. Well, I mentioned we have a topic today. We haven't talked about what that is, Amon. And we got a couple of discussions we want to deliver to you guys. Number one being some trends we're seeing in the game with leagues, some of our personal leagues. It's been a little while since we did this. But also, how do you build a premier list for one of these leagues? How do you go about that? What does that look like? And we're going to kind of do one live on air for you guys. Very real way of building a premier list and try to do it in a really fun way. Not one, but two premier lists. Yeah. And I think this topic naturally evolved from conversations Jesse and I were having, but we were both very fortunate enough to make the elimination bracket for the general Shadowpoint online community. And then, of course, we've introduced top cuts in our own leagues as well. And so we had to submit two premier lists for both of those events and got me thinking and got Jesse thinking. And it was a fun exercise. And I think there's a lot of thoughtful choices you have to make and concessions. And so I'm looking forward to exploring that live for our listeners. Absolutely. And I think we touched on a couple of them last episode, Amon, but we're going to really fully dive into what those are, those concessions. I think some are great and in a good way for the positivity of the, maybe not min-maxing that's going on in the game in the standard format some, and kind of how it stretches you as a player different ways. But before we do that, we have some sponsors to thank. Hello there, supported by Mr. Laser at mr-laser.square.site, your resource for everything Shatterpoint. You can use the code hello there five. That's the number five to get five percent off his already discounted rate. That's right, and you can get a ton of products outside of Star Wars Shatterpoint as well. So definitely check them out. We're also supported by Imperial Terrain. Imperial Terrain is your premier resource for all tabletop Star Wars terrain, especially for Star Wars Shatterpoint and Star Wars Legion. Check them out and use hello there five again. That's the number five to get five percent off their digital products. Absolutely. We could not do without our wonderful partnerships, but we also could not do the show without our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash hello there cast. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting us 
through Patreon, which gets you access to our private Discord community. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. Absolutely. And we've got a ton of patrons to thank and introduce. So starting at our Padawan Acolyte level, we have Atules, Jacob, John, Dan, and Jeff with a G. And at our Jedi Knight Sith Warrior tier, we have Keith, Max, Pig Zero, and Steve. Thank you to all of you for being our patrons and supporting us and hanging out in our Discord. Thank you to all the new patrons. You guys mean a lot to us and you guys got in in a good time, jump in the new league, jump in some of the new community things going on in there. Check it out. But of course, Amon, we've got to thank our producers that make this show happen, starting with Rusty Jedi Survivor, Jello Jedi Pirate, and Bounty Hunter Brady. Thank you, producers. Thank you to our producers. But of course, we also have to thank our executive producers as well. And just want to give a special shout out to these folk for really giving us the time and the energy and sharing their lives with us on Discord. It's been really fun getting to know all of our producers and our executive producers and chatting with them. So big shout out and thank you. Sith Emperor Kevin, Grandmaster Griffin, and Daimyo Matt. Thank you for all of your support and for representing all of the factions in the Star Wars universe. That's right. We need a we need a smuggler producer to come try to bring balance to the crime lord realm or something, you know, a Han Solo type out there. So we're speaking to you. But Absolutely. We cannot do our show without our patrons. You guys mean so much to us. And our Discord grows by the day. It gets more exciting by the day. And we think you get a lot of value out of joining our Patreon because you help us keep our lights on, but you get all these access to all these fun things happening in the Discord and things like the Candid Cantina additional podcast feed and many other things like one-on-one conversations that you have with me and I'm on, like our producers get, where they get a lot of one-on-one correspondence and phone calls and stuff and list building and stuff. So we just really want to shout out all these people every week and thank you. But I'm on, we got to jump into our main topic today, starting with the Hello There Episode 2 Swiss End. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. Right now, we are in the elimination bracket. The first round has concluded for the elimination bracket. But before we got to the top cut, we had a total of 28 players. And the Swiss, yeah. In our Swiss patron league, which is frankly incredible. And I think we're going to beat that for episode three leak, which is actually incredible and very <laughs> exciting. So going into the data here, the two most popular primaries in terms of games played mm-hmm. were Darth Vader, surprise, surprise, and Jedi Master Mace Windu. Okay. Some heavy hitters at the top. And I will say transparently right out the gate, in the Swiss, I played four games of Mace. So whatever the Mace number is, four of those are me alone. <laughs> yeah, well, there's 27 games, so... Yeah, not bad. Taking your games out of it, 23 is pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, our group is a healthy spread of players from different tags. There is a general consensus of players trying to make Republic work. But then, of course, we do have our Separatists and our Empire slash Sith fanboys as well. So it's very exciting to take a look at what's working and what's not. So after Mace and Darth Vader, our second most popular primary is a tie between Darth Maul, or actually Lord Maul, and Mother Talzin. Yeah, there's a lot of Tals in this league. A lot. Yeah, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. Primarily, it's perhaps the fact that people have caught on to what she can do and her power level. It's very high. It is high, but she can also displace and counter perhaps some of the more aggressive lists or the position-heavy lists, which I think is a combination of Separatists and Vader. And then, of course, 
It's cool. I mean, Dathomirians are sick, right? So They're so sick. That sculpt is out of this world, Amon. I finally got mine assembled, Z-primed. Just incredible. Incredible piece. Yeah. Um, I also did a, some, a skull mod where she's holding a skull in her hand with the magic going into it, you know? Just wanted to lean fully into that theme. But yeah, Maul Talzin makes sense. I would say they're two of the strongest primaries in the game right now, too. They're in the upper half. Sure. I mean, there's a difference, I think, between upper half and strongest primaries in the game. Let's say upper third. Or even sure. upper third. I think Maul brings a lot of opportunity and resource potential to any list he plugs into, but I wouldn't identify Lord Maul as individually a top primary. I think he's a really good piece in your list and he can contribute heavily to the efficiency of that list. Mother Talzin, I will agree, is one of those primaries that can do a lot individually as well as from a greater force perspective, which is interesting. And we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, when we eventually do a tier list of our own. That's right. Yeah, I think our identity alone is enough, right? And then you've got a good character on top of that, right? So we've always talked about these identities that are very risky for you as the attacker of the team, where it's like sometimes you play a Talzin player and for some, and you don't score on your own turn because of her response, right? Which I think is just very thematic and cool, but speaks to her power level, that she's getting the ability to shove you outside of her own turns. Yes. Yeah, she's got a lot of utility, which is nice, as long as the dice abide, of course. Of course. And like you said, she's she's a star in this current meta we're in, which is removing models, right? So she gets a lot of triggers and responses. Yeah, for sure. So moving on then, we have our next two, which is Queen Amidala at 22 and General Obi-Wan Kenobi at 20. Obviously, right now they're probably the top three, including Mace, in terms of Republic primaries. For sure. Which is very exciting. I think a lot of people also catching on to Queen Amidala's power and her ability to individually and through synergy affect the battle state. And I think Queen Amidala is one certainly to watch out for because I think at first pass, a majority of the community kind of dismissed her. But the individuals have been putting in work with Amidala have seen that despite the fact that her identity feels a bit limited, she herself is very fun and, and strong, actually, to play with. Absolutely. I think we're going to keep seeing more of her. Like you said, she just she takes time to learn. I'm still learning her myself. 100%. Rounding out the two left in the double digits, we have Cad Bane at 21, which no surprise. He's also very good, very strong, and also new flavor of the month. And then <laughs> Grand Inquisitor, which is quite exciting because we have a lot of dark side fanboys in the patron, but also I think we've had some people who've really put the time and effort into playing the Grand Inquisitor. I think one of the coolest parts about our league in particular, Jesse, is the fact that, yes, a lot of us know what's good, and we have some really good players in the league and in our patrons. But what I really enjoy is everyone likes to experiment as well. And we all support and encourage that experimentation when looking to play some of these games, right? I think the fact that we have a ton of people trying Republic and messing around with it, trying to make it work. We have people putting in work with the Grand Inquisitor, trying to make that unit and those strategies work. We have people putting in work with Ahsoka. We have people who jumped on the Jedi Master Plo Koon train very quickly. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we have like the old favorites as well, like Vader, Separatist, things like that. So it's a healthy mix. I mean, I think from an overall general perspective, like the meta, we would say is like very popular is Vader, May, Small, Talzin, and I mean, Grievous. And four out of those five are the top four most played characters. So 
there is a lot of innovation, but there's also a lot of playing at a high level with what we would all consider meta lists at this time, which is cool. Absolutely. Also, shout out to those particular players. Like you said, Amon, there's a lot of people mainlining stuff like Grand Inquisitor in our league. And I say that because we're about to talk about a lot of other primaries that were played less than the Grand Inquisitor, right? So those people are actively pushing back maybe on some of the greater meta and proving the stuff can work. Agreed. So let's get into some of those or lesser played primaries. The least played primary is Jedi Master Plo Koon with two games. Obviously, his card was revealed towards the end of the league, but the fact that he was rocking 100% win rate means both players who tried him out were very confident in fulfilling that game plan, and both players paired him with Vader. And so we have seen, I think maybe that's, and we'll talk about that more when we yeah. do our Plo Koon episode, but I think we very quickly identified that Vader and Plo are a match made in heaven. Yeah. People that get upset about theme, this one might be pushing it the most. <laughs> because, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin could have teamed up to take out Sidious, you know? The Obi-Wan Vader's not as extreme, but uh, <laughs> the Plo Vader thing, yeah, it's, it's, it is a fun what if, you know? And to preface to the Plo conversation, he arrived late in our league to the mod. Correct. This is negligible information on him at the moment. Hopefully that changes very soon for us. Absolutely. Jumping down to another lesser played character with five games is Asajj Ventress. And this one was a little interesting to me because I think we have been fans of Asajj in general, but we do often feel like she's kind of been pushed out of the meta, at least from the Separatist perspective in some cases, obviously not in Premiere. Uh, good point to- Not at all. Yeah. Emphasizes the fact that in our Swiss league, it was not Premiere, it was Standard. So people could just play whatever they want week to week. Right. But Asajj- Man, 0% win rate. She was played in five games, and every single person lost the game that they played her with. To be fair, she was paired four times with Talzin and one time with Ahsoka. But even the, you know, the Asajj-Talzin pairing is a good one, so I guess maybe it got outmeted there. Yeah, that's really interesting, Amon. I think Asajj is truly one of the stronger pieces in the game, but she's very similar to Ahsoka, which I think we're going to come up with this conversation today and a little bit more future conversations we have planned around Miss Tano, who I love so much. They're like really finesse pieces. Like they're not plug and plays. They're matchup dependent. They're terrain dependent. They are, how good are you at playing them? If you're not very good at playing them, you're going to have a harder time, right? You can't just throw them in there like a General Grievous, right? So very interesting, but I still think Asajj is a strong piece in the right hands. Agreed. So I do think this is an anomaly in our league, but hey, data is data. It's interesting, for sure. Moving up, we're just going to touch on three more characters here. Luminara, six games, but five and one with an 83% win rate. I know that you've been playing Luminara quite a bit. Why do you think she was only played six times, even though she's done so well? I think there's a propaganda out in the world right now against Lumi, and I want to push back against it. I think Amon does too. We think Lumi is good, for the record. She is good. She's very slow. She's also this this example I just gave about Asajj and Ahsoka to the extreme, I think, in some cases. If you don't know how to play your turn zero, turn one, and you get bad draw with the deck, you might have a bad Lumi game. But if you can learn all that, her identity is just so powerful in the hands of a good player. All aspects of it. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people get caught up on the fact that she has a forced dag and like her heal. But like that stuff is cool. Yeah. I've played games where I've never used any of those abilities in one. For sure. 
You don't need to use them. They're just, they're a tool there that if you need to, it's there. Some would say one of Republic's problems is that Lumi can't use that full heal because stuff is already dead, right? Well, <laughs> yes. Like their clone's already dead, but I think she's highly slept on and we're going to talk more about her coming up. But I think in Premiere in particular, I think a model like Lumi is an incredible piece that you should maybe have in your toolbox. Yeah, we're definitely fans of her in the Premiere format and that will be reflected in at least one of our Premiere lists today. Yep. But rounding out the last three, We've got Grievous, Anakin, and Dooku. Grievous and Anakin were played in seven games, Dooku in eight. Unfortunately, Anakin went one in five at a 21% win rate with a draw. And General Grievous went two in five with a 29% win rate. However, Dooku went five and three with a 63% win rate. So smaller sample size for, I think, these characters. Yep. But ultimately, very fascinating. I think the Anakin thing is an effect here, Mon. And what I mean by that is he's a core Star Wars character. He draws a lot of people to him. He's really hard to play. And he's got these like massive spikes, right? We've talked about a lot on our show. And I think our league is just getting better by the day. And I'm just curious, like, what were these Anakin matchups, you know? Because a lot of these, this data stuff is very interesting. Like you said, Amon, amount of games played, win rate, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what were the matchups and players and maps like? You know, there's so many other elements we can't track fully, you know, and understand. And I think similar to some of these other characters that have come up, I think Anakin might be a little bit matchup dependent on some of those things. I don't know. I'm just curious. I think it's goes back to that Vader conversation, right? Like mm. if you want to play it hurts. aggressive, yeah, just play that list. Just play Vader. And if you want to play Republic, then I think Mace... Annie could be that list, but it's also still struggles with force economy. I'm telling you that from personal experience. I've tried it For a couple sure. times. Yeah. And then, you know, I think Anakin can't preload those dice like Vader does, right? So <laughs> Anakin gets two swings, sure. But I guess with Vader, you get one whiff, it's okay. Anakin getting two whiffs back to back feels real bad. And it's more expensive. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah. If... Anakin's, I'm going to end this, was take damage instead of force. I think Anakin skyrockets a little bit. Heck yeah. In terms of his place. I don't know if he's, I don't know if that fixes the problem, but I don't think it's an Anakin problem. I think Republic supports are just really bad. Yeah. And by nature, playing Anakin, you have to play 501st or ARFs, right? Like you just have to play a three cost is what I'm saying. Like you're already, you're just narrowing your options. We've talked about this a lot at nauseum. I don't want to get too far into it, but when you play Mason Anakin, especially when you play Mason Anakin together, which is going to come up in our premiere topic, probably your options are very, very limited. And it gets further complicated and more limited in the premiere list, as we'll see momentarily. But that is pretty much the data. I think looking at win rates overall of characters that play double digit games or more, we have Mace at 61%, Amidala at 57 Maul at 54 Cad Bane at 50, Talzin at 50, Vader at 50, Obi-Wan at 48, Grand Inquisitor at 31. What I find really interesting about that data is Cad Bane, Mother Talzin, Darth Vader are very popular, very powerful characters. Sitting at a 50% win rate, I think feels good, but it also makes sense. They're popular, so you're going to get closer to 50 as you play one another and weed each other out. But I think it's really fascinating, honestly. Absolutely. No, I just got to point it out. We're here, I'm on dark side, still on top. It's the thing we're seeing. And I'm not going to go through our full topic. I disagree. Mace has the highest win rate. Oh, sure, sure. No, I just mean like 
let me clarify what I was saying and it'll make more sense to you really quickly. Our top eight, it looks very similar to our last league's top eight, where we have two or so Republic players, and then the rest are mixed dark side players. That's what I meant. The people that made it to the top. Mm. So I disagree. Basic math, you know, two out of eight Republic players, but then we got a lot of dark side representation for the final six players. Yeah, I think it comes down to, again, popularity. I think we've seen the greater Shatterpoint community as a whole take to some of the more villainous or morally gray characters. And it's weird about Star Wars, you know, it's all about the hero's journey, but unlike MCP, the, the factions that get a lot of love in this game, at least, are, you know, the more, again, morally gray to dark side characters here. But, you know, we still got those Republic folk holding it down. <laughs> That's right. And two out of eight is about course for the par at the moment, I think. But it still goes to show that you can do well with Republic. But I think what's most interesting about this data, personally, is the fact that while it's a smaller league, I mean, 28 isn't, I guess, too small. But the fact that mm. it's just one example in, you know snapshot if you will of the wider meta it it i think again just like league episode one it just echoes what's happening in the real game 100 percent. but shout out to all those play- people in our league we talked about that are trying different things that maybe some people are not brave enough to do in the primary leagues that i've noticed you know as you said mon every character was represented in some way which is good yeah it's hard to take a look at the secondary and supporting data because not every player utilize an spt code and it's hard to do that because it's standard in the swiss just come and show up and play whatever you want i think it is interesting to take a look at some of the data for the spt codes for the top cut where obviously the most taken secondary was Django fett followed by bo katan and the most popular supporting characters were the mandalorian super commandos followed by the arf clone troopers so as you can imagine (laughs) there's probably a lot of vader or Mace Windu, or both. Some trends we're seeing there. Also, Django and Bo. Amazing pieces. Okay. Mandalorians are good. People sleep on them. Still sleeping on them. We've been saying it since before the game launched, how good they are. Yeah. I'll continue to say it. And I've got some more thoughts on that list very soon. Stay tuned on this show. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. But overall, looking at the Ghost Deer Index, which is this win rate tree, or actually index for lack of a better term, Mace <laughs> is the best bang for your buck in the hello there episode two cool very exciting been playing a lot of mason but i'm ready to try something new and we're going to talk about that today because i'm going to try to build something in premiere that doesn't focus on running mace every time yeah and you know i thought it would be cool to kind of have this exercise live because i think there's a lot of concern and trepidation with the fact that oh, how do I build a Premier lease? like it locks me into my choices i could make a mistake and then i suffer for it and and yeah that's true There's no way to sugarcoat that. I think when you hear about our thought process and where we may agree and disagree while making these lists is you'll kind of maybe hopefully get an idea of what are some of the questions you should be asking yourself and some of the concepts that you should hold true to you. I think maybe Jesse and I have different ideas when it comes to building a list. And we talked about this on a previous episode, but if you didn't listen to it, the general idea is you either build four lists or four teams that all fully function with one another, and it doesn't matter which one you play with. That's the hardest thing to do. Yep. You can either build two pairs of lists, or four lists total, but this is one pairing and this is one pairing, and you play those two exclusively together, which is also a common and, and good strategy. Or you can have what I like to call like an anchor or a pivot point. Yep. And you have one list and the other three lists 
synergize with that one list. So you're always going to play, for example, Vader in all of your games, and then your other three characters supplement that. Well, with those three styles, I'm on. Let's pick some styles to go with today. Let's build two lists, one leaning light side, maybe one leaning dark side per our brand, and see if we can implement maybe one of those tenants while we build our list. I think that's fair. And and perhaps going off brand here, I'm actually more curious and more excited and more interested in building the Republic premier list because I think it's going to be so much harder. Let's start with that because I do think it's genuinely really hard to build Republic. And I don't mean that in the sense of like min maxing. I mean, just like tools that are available and point costs. Something I've been coming up with a lot where it's like, if I really want to run all Republic, I've got some big questions that have come up. And, you know, question number one might come to your mind, Anakin or Vader, because you can't have both. Question number two that might come up, General Obi-Wan Kenobi or Kenobi 2. Like these are questions that are just immediately out the gate. Tools are completely eliminated from you if you go a certain route. So those are questions I already like struggle with. And then you've got a lot more interesting questions after that, where it's like, who's getting what supports? Who's getting Captain Rex? It just starts snowballing from there, right? So we can just start right at the top. I think that's fair. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think one of the important parts about building a premier list and playing this game is playing what you like to play. Well said. So let's figure out what you want to play. Like, let's say we're building this list for us, right? This is a list that maybe we can take to a local event and try it. Yep. So I'm going to ask you, what is one primary that you must have in this list? And then I'll share a primary and then we'll try to build off that. And if there are any other units you want in between as well, I think that could be interesting, too. Well, let's start with the primary of Jedi Master Plo Koon. He's the new thing. He's coming to the game. We have all of his stuff out in the world, as in his cards. We don't actually don't have his physical model, but it's be a good exercise to maybe build Plo and Premier, because I think Plo is a prime example of Mono. Maybe somebody that you might not play all the time if you're public main, but I definitely think you want to play him if you're trying Premier out, right? Because he's a, a role player. Yeah, I can see that and definitely think that makes sense as well because, you know, he is the new hotness and people are going to want to play with him. They're going to want to try him. And I do think he offers a lot to the table. So you mentioned about some of the things that he does as a role player. Let's talk about that, right? Because we have to keep that in mind when we're looking to see who we want to complement him in this list. So obviously, we've got deflect, we've got force push, and then I know if we work together, we'll stay alive, which is those dashes and those movements. Yep. So Plo, off the rip. Control piece. Yeah. Helps with movement economy. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was about to mention if you didn't. Yeah. He brings you movement, which the Republic desperately needs, right? So he might be a not, like similar to someone like Queen Padme. I'm not saying you take both or either or. I'm, I'm just throwing this discussion out there where it's like these models that can move multiple characters when they go. I think Plo and Padme are in their own category that have that, that other Republic primaries don't necessarily have on demand. And that's very cool too. It might be something you need in your, pri- your premier list. So maybe that's the discussion you're having is, oh, I want to run all Republic premier lists, but I need some movement economy and some control. Maybe Padme and Plo are at the top of my list and I start comparing, contrasting what they bring for me. Okay. So we have our control character, right? Someone who you want to maybe play in a situation where if your opponent is going to be swarming points or going to be focused on their specific positioning in order to unlock strategies like keeping Obi-2 within reach or Mother being here or there, then Plo Koon can definitely throw their plans for a wrench. So I like that. Now let's go for some other primaries, right? Because I think that's probably the optimal way to start. And I don't know if you build lists differently, but 
I just pick my four primaries and then I just say, okay, who needs what? Who needs where? And I kind of connect the dots from there. For sure. And you can always back out of one of these primaries, right? If something's not working where it's like, exactly. oh, I went with four primaries and I realized that I can't bring a particular support the way I thought because the point cost is not working out. Let's lose that primary and shift gears. So yeah, throw out another primary. I'm on this Republic centric. Yeah, this is tough, but I think I've been really wanting to mess around with either Padme or Ahsoka more. And so I think because you're going to say Padme, let's throw Ahsoka in there. Let's make it even harder. Okay. I like this. I mean, they both do bring you openness with building, which is nice because they both are eight, which I do like. Another thing I think you want to keep in mind with your premier list building is where are all the points fitting with the secondaries and supports and how much force are you going to have at any given time? And something that's kind of tough for Republic, which neither Padme nor Ahsoka bring, unfortunately, is they never have enough force. Even when they bring these characters, they bring four force. So that will be something we got a, a hole we have to plug in the future, I think. You know, Plo only has three as well. But let's, yeah. let's do Ahsoka. I'm excited about that. i big fan of her. We all are right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so true. But once again, we've just closed a door on Padawan Ahsoka if we do this. Dude, you know what? <laughs> You're right. And I did not think about that. And so for those reasons, and we're going to do a lot of backtracking on this, right? This is a natural way that you'd create a list. We're going to say no Ahsoka Tano primary. It's a bummer, but par for the course. It's similar to what I said at the front. Vader Anakin. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Like, you've got a lot of decisions to make. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, right? So, because if it's not clear from our discussion, maybe you're new to the show, in the premier list format, you can only have one character of that given name in your list, period. So, you can't have any duplicate names. Fair. Well, if that's the case, then my one pick for Republic Primary will be, let's do Padme. I like it. So, we have Padme and we have Plo. So now we have to think what these characters do and what would complement them well. So we've summarized Plo. What do you think are the strengths of Padme? Movement, guns, and her hopefully faith and diplomacy that wins you the game, right? With your supports that are all going to be Republic. And I say that because we're building premier format and we're going to feature Padme. I think we should probably make all of our supports Republic. I agree. At so least I, three of the four. Yeah, for sure. If not all four, right? So... I'm I'm all down for Padme. That's also one of the squads fully built. <laughs> that would be my opinion. Yeah, it's interesting because with Padme, the the best is when you take Sabe and the Hadmaidens with her, for sure. Get all the abilities to work. So let's just throw them in our list for now. So, so far we've got squad two as designed with Queen Amidala, Sabe, and the Naboo Royal Handmaidens. Let's start looking towards our other primaries. Yeah, so now... We've got these two primaries that like move our supports around in theory, right? With Padme's Royal Command and Master Plo's, I know if we work together, we will stay alive. So these are like, I think these are maybe the main tenets of these characters, Amon, is that they're going to bring us movement. So, but I don't think they hit super hard in particular. So we might need to bring something that brings a little bit more damage. Now, the natural question I would ask you from that point onward is, sure, if we need something that hits hard. Are we going to do, is it Mace or is it either Anakin or Vader? Right. And if it is if it is Mace, do Anakin and or Vader fill out the last spot? This is a tough question. It is and a I, tough question. And I think it's more like, what do we want to do, Amon? Because I think as a Republic player, you want to win struggle one if you can. 
Because I think the longer the game goes on, the harder it is for you because your clones are just dropping and your force cost for, for coordinating fires and stuff is going way up. And it's also the fact that like if you win struggle one, you can afford to lose struggle two. Right. But if your opponent takes struggle one from you, then you have to put out, you might have to overextend yourself just to get to a struggle three and then just lose struggle three, right? So I agree. Getting something early is important and that requires a lot of movement. So for me, the most move efficient Republic character I can think of is Rex. For sure. And that leads to the next question of, are we bringing Rex every game? If so, this is one of the discussions now where we're like talking about your tenants earlier that you and I kind of set up in the last couple episodes. Are we making an anchor primary in this list, right? And with that anchor primary, are we bringing Rex? Because he's going to kind of be an anchor secondary as well. That's a good question. And so the ideal scenario would be you don't have to have an anchor primary or an anchor team. For sure. So you can mix and match. And I still think that you could do that with this list if you bring, quote unquote, two anchor primaries, right? For sure. Also, if we lean into all Republic and like we just have all our bases covered. Right. But I think Rex works best with three primaries, Anakin, Vader, or Obi-Wan. So the question is, very, who are very we true. taking with Rex? It's tough. I, I think my thought would be Obi-Wan. And I, I say this because if we're going to play into this movement strategy, the second and best part of Obi-Wan's identity is the drop a hunker to get a dash. Is that going to help us stay on those points and keep that movement thing going? You know, And Rex just adds to that, right? He just adds more to that, that strategy. He does. Now, my question then is, okay, cool. So if we put Obi-Wan and Rex, who are two of our more powerful movement pieces in the same yeah. list, are we shoehorning ourselves into having to pick Obi-Wan or do we divvy them up? Again, exactly. another interesting question, right? What well, is another interesting question? Because we have Plo on our list too, Amon. And we got to ask ourselves the question, are we bringing any of the Padawan girls? And if we are, which lists are they going into? Yeah. So for me, if I had to pick immediately, I'm just going to throw Ahsoka Tano with Plo. Definitely. That's okay. my go-to at the moment. <laughs> so gets a bit harder when we get to support. So you guys will see that very quickly. But yeah, luckily we have Padme. So we've got one list kind of locked in. Yeah. So my gut feeling is telling me to put Rex outside of the squad with Obi-Wan. Not with Obi-Wan. Not with Obi-Wan. But if you want Obi-Wan in every list, then we just dump him and Rex together. So we have to, right? If we want Obi-Wan in most lists. I, I don't think we've decided what we want yet as in most lists. That's what we need to figure out. Is it we want Padme or Plo every game and we want to lean into this movement thing and then we pair them with someone else? I personally don't think Plo pairs well with Obi-Wan. Okay. So I think Obi-Wan being our linchpin wouldn't necessarily be the right move. You might disagree. I want to hear your thoughts on why you don't think o Plo pairs with Obi-Wan, because I feel like we're all new with Plo, so no one has any idea. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think primarily Obi-Wan already provides a lot of defense and survivability to your team. Right. So I do think that Plo's identity, which allows troopers and Padawans to use his defensive expertise might feel a little redundant. It could also just mean that together it's just really strong. Or just enough. Or perhaps just enough, sure. Because it seems like Republic doesn't have quite just enough these days to stay alive for their supports. So maybe it is just enough. Especially that little heel and dash from the, the hunker being dropped, right? True, but I also think Obi-Wan just giving everyone an extra defense. Yeah, for sure. And in melee is great. <laughs> That's the most important part It's the and in melee thing. Because it then bumps the Galactic Republic stats up to competition with everyone else. 
Yeah. And to clarify for all you rules people out there, because I know someone will reach out to us. Everyone doesn't give you more defense on range, but he just gives you more consistent access to hunkers, which is what Amon's referring to. And you keep those hunkers so you continue to get benefits at range, right? Correct. Thank you for clarifying that. So that's why I just think there's a bit of redundancy there. And I also think with Obi-Wan, you want someone who turns on the jets. And while I think Plo can do a lot of damage, especially in Form 5, you know what? I don't know. Now I'm at a maybe. Like The more that I've talked this out and we're kind of chatting through this, this natural evolution of creating a list, because I do this before where it's like, I'm not going to play this character. And I'm like, start reading the card more and more. And you're like, well, I think it could work, right? So maybe. I mean, he does have that force push, which is nice control as well. So the coolest part to me about Obi-Wan and Rex, Obi-Wan and Plo being together with Rex is you've got all this movement. Presumably if we bring clone commandos too, right? We've got a lot of that going on. But there is a little bit of synergy with their identities where a clone can be attacked. Plo can say, you're taking my expertise. I get exposed. And then that clone can immediately drop their hunker and heal the expose off a of plow. Yeah, if they're within range two of one another. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Or after the dash. Range two after the dash. Correct. That is true also. So that's an interesting interaction that I think we need to explore. I don't know how good it is, honestly, but it's it's cool that it can work that way, right? And so Plo can continually cycle his expertise, right, in theory. But I think the real question here, Amon, that we're coming up to is are we going to play Plo that often or is he just going to be matchup dependent? And that's probably the final answer. Yeah, and I think it d- depends on your intent, right? If you're, this is your, I want to take a premier list to a competitive event, whether it's local or online, and I want to do the best that I can, then you can't get caught up in what's your favorite and what's what you want to play. You have to play what's best for the situ- situation and hopefully Republic in general is what you want to play. So again, we created this list with stipulations. We both get to perk a primary and have to make it work with that primary. In my opinion, I would cut Plo from this list, but because this is the one character that you said we have to go in, we're going to keep Plo, so we're going to make it work, right? And I think that makes for more interesting conversation. Well, we're making ourselves a challenge here is what we're trying to do. We're trying to show you what actually happens when you're building a premier, especially in a tag-centric setting, which is what we're trying to do. We're not trying to, you know what I mean? We're not just trying to throw random models all over the place. We're trying to make something that works. And I think the cool thing about this system on is that if we keep going Republic when we close this out, we will have a really rewarding list that lets you choose your two primaries every time you sit across from a player and see what they have, see what the board state is, see how much terrain is there. I mean, Padme and her handmaidens can climb everywhere. Plo has no jump or anything, right? So now we're already seeing table-dependent things too, right? You're not wrong. Okay, so is your plan then, Jesse, to take Obi-Wan in every list? Sure. With this list, I think the way we're building it going forward is starting to look like that, isn't it? It's starting to look like... No, I think... The real answer is it's like to bring Padme or Plo for the movement stuff, honestly, as a basis and see what we can do with that. See if we can win struggle one quickly. See if we can And then kind just of, fight for struggle two or three. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's just Republican general. You're fighting for <laughs> you're fighting everything. In the game. Fighting for everything. <laughs> Tooth and claw. So and I do think Padme's unexplored and I do think she's very powerful. And I do think that Maybe the true experiment is here is can we play Padme a lot and pair her with different other primaries and see what happens, right? And see how good her royal command is. Okay. So I think my placement of Rex would really depend on who our fourth primary is. If it's Mace, then obviously we keep him with Obi-Wan. If it's Vader or Anakin, then I think that's a conversation. Yeah. So let's just jump to that final spot. I think not leaning on Mace is very interesting. Are you about to hit me with a curveball and say Luminara? No. Because I think if we're going the plow route, 
that might be our typical Luminara spot in a premier list, I think. That's what my gut tells me. I have played a lot of Lumi. You guys know this. A lot. But I need to play more Plo to see how similar they are. But I'm thinking it's probably Anakin or Vader. Okay. Well, it's not Anakin then. (laughs) (laughs) Mon's like, if I got to say it. (laughs) I'll say it. I mean, I love Anakin. But we've already talked about the synergy between Plo and Vader. We've already talked about in the past that we've had success with Dark Date Night, which is Padme and Vader. That's right. And then Obi-Wan and Vader can pair very well as well. So keep in mind that this is something that we want to be a little competitive as well. If this doesn't work for you in your headcanon or whatever, then just play Mace with his box or throw in Anakin. For sure. And then do a direct swap for him with Vader. But we're going to throw in Vader. It's going to make that executive decision for us. So now the question truly comes up. How often are we playing Vader? I would say for the sake of the game, not leaning on Vader too much, and also just our list, the way it's kind of going, that Vader's like comes in when we need more punch, but we don't lean on him every game. And I think that would answer our Rex question, maybe. But if we want to play Padme a lot, who's better, Vader or Obi-Wan with her? That remains I think it's a toss-up. Yeah, they're both good with her. Okay, so if you don't want to play Vader in every list and you want to focus more on Amidala or Queen Padme... Well, I just want to sleep well at night, Amon. That's all it is. Hey, the game exists, <laughs> and the game gives you tools to use. You choose whether you want I to use know. them or I'm not. Gonna, I'm genuinely going to start playing Vader for real. You should. Yeah. So, in my opinion, there's two ways to go with Vader. Three ways. You either just do good stuff and take Django. Arguably, Vader, Django, Magnus is just as impactful as any other combination. Yeah, see our last episode. See our last episode. If you really want to focus on the Republic synergy, then it's either Rex or Barris. For sure. My vote is for Barris, who's my favorite pair with Vader at the moment, because I think with this list in particular, Amon, I think people are going to say, oh, Vader, and they start kind of descending down that dread path. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, if we're playing Vader in this list, I think what we're going to use Vader for is a way to get our triggers and our cool things and our trees and stuff. And what's really cool about Vader, we mentioned it with Plo a little bit in passing, but I think Vader's really cool with Plo because he helps Plo get to his force push. Vader's really cool with Barris because he helps to get to her force push and some of her things that keep her around, you know? And so I think my vote's Barris, but that's if the Vader thing's not coming out every game. If Vader is coming out every game, then it is Rex. It just is. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because based on that explanation, I would just say, okay, well, then let's swap Barris with with Rex and with Obi-Wan's squad, because if you're going to play Vader Plo, then you get the force push in that list, and then you can pair Vader with obi-wan if you need to and get the force push in that list i've been down this path though i have one thing to say about that you're completely right i've 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 written all this out multiple times on paper who's getting force push he's what the problem with that is force economy Mm. the place i've been landing on lately i'm on is i think i want the force push characters or the ob2s only in my lists where i have seven force so you guys know i've been rocking Mace, Lumi with OB2, right? OB2 only truly functions in that list with Republic's four-starved state because Mace is there. And guess what? I don't use Mace's rerolls, right? So that's another reason why I like Bears with Vader, but I totally get the other example you're giving. And this is very matchup dependent. And how often do you want to play what primaries at what given games? There's no perfect answer. It's just all good discussion. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Vader, Barris. And then obviously ARF, ARF Troopers. Sounds like we're leaving the 501st at home today, and that's okay, because we don't need them, because th- this is the only spot where we need a three-cost support. Exactly. 
Now, going to picking between the supporting unit for Obi-Wan and Plo, I think we give Obi-Wan the clone commandos every time. Okay. Because if you don't know, the, the Obi-Wan identity pairs really amazing with the commandos because they can drop the hunkers and clot dash and treat it as a climb. Fair. It's amazing. It is good. Now, my last pick here, you're not going to like. Okay. But I think it's going to work really well. So we have Plo and Tano throwing fifth brother. Okay, tell me about it. Okay. We've already talked about how you want to play Plo with Vader. Yeah. Fifth brother gives you more inquisitorious synergy with Enfeeble and more control with force repulse. That's true. So you have three force pushes, a force repulse, and you're going to get to all of those in theory based off Vader's identity. And you have Inquisitorious Synergies with Enfeeble, which gives that Exposed. But the ARFs can also maybe then play more on the Plo side and give them support through Exposes as well, which helps you get through your trees in theory faster. Interesting. My first thought to that, Amon, is, you know, I think referencing some conversations you and I have had off mic and some theory crafting I've been doing for Plo, you're just not giving much respect to his identity if you want to put that there. And that's fine, right? I just want to point that out because you're saying basically at mid-game, when my other squad's clones are nearby, Plo can then use his identity, right? But on the approach, it's just not happening because brother's in that spot, not clones. Right, but also the beginning of the game, like you can get, especially with dashes, right? You can get those ARF troopers to wherever you want them to be. So if you really want them in general, they're always going to hold a back point, right? So you can have them to where they're supporting Plo from range five or even range three That's if what he needed. Wants for his identity, yeah. For that defensive maneuver, right? So you have that, availability but i just think fifth brother if you're gonna lean into vader plo fifth brother i think is the choice if you disagree with me or if it's like a hard no because hmm. the only other option then is 212 or bounty hunters yeah or bounty hunters i guess the other question we have Amon, is how often are we looking to play padme because i feel like padme just gets stronger when you have <laughs> maybe stronger is not the right word she just gets more power out of her diplomacy when you have all republic supports right this is true, but I also think Padman or Handmaidens are just going to be a little bubble at all times. Okay. They're always going to be next to each other. And her identity only works on the point she's contesting. That's always the tough part that hurts the most. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll drink. If you the- don't like it, we can lean on the trooper tag instead and then either go super commandos or bounty hunters. Bounty hunters are troopers as well. Mm-hmm. I think the bounty hunters is interesting. They can take the Republic tag, fix some of those things, right? They are interesting. I'm going to let you pick this one, Amon. I've already, uh, you know on this show how much I've fought for the 212th, and I genuinely think Pinned is amazing, continue to think it's amazing, and it's won me a lot of games. But I could see why, if Plo is one of our flex pieces, maybe you don't want to flex into something without a certain plan. I don't know. I mean, I, I could see the bounty hunters just being just damage. It's pretty cool. Well, the interesting thing with bounty hunters is they do get pinned on their third spot on their tree. Yeah. And they get payday, right? So when you have the force to spare, you can use them to get that Republic benefit. Mm-hmm. Cool thing about Plo is he just cares about the trooper tag. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And I think also because we're force starved because it's Republic. I don't know if bounty hunters spending a force on payday is even worth the squeeze. But if you really don't like Fifth Brother, which you can always play as a random Jedi, you know? That's true. Yeah, we can get some sculpts from let's uh, see or something of a uh, temple guard yeah that'd be actually really cool and you can just do that we can do fifth brother i'm willing to uh let you sway you didn't sway me to all the way to Django, so i'll give you this one 
I mean, I, <laughs> I'd love to throw Django in here, but I get it. Barris is way more fun. Barris is more fun. I di- I don't, don't disagree with you. And I want to go back earlier to the Barris versus Padawan Snips discussion and kind of undermine my own point with Barris with Vader. I think it's amazing, especially if you're not playing Vader every game, which it seems like we're not. So I think that's the place she goes. But inversely, you could swap Ahsoka and Barris in Plo and Vader's spot, squads respectively. So Barris could be with Plo and Ahsoka could be with Vader. And that could work for you as well. And why I say that is Ahsoka brings all this mobility and defensive nature. And Barris brings kind of like a, a point sitter, right, with the force push. So there's validity to both. And I obviously there's a lot of validity with Faithful Padawan. Like Barris gets better if she's by Plo, right? But now you're talking like, okay, I'm only getting the cool Barris thing with the Vader identity when I have Vader with Plo. You know what I mean? So it's more like, do you just want Barris with the Vader identity or do you want Barris with Faithful Padawan? You know what I mean? Because it's a primary Jedi Force user, right? Where she gets the benefits of additional dice. It's an interesting concept and conversation to have. I liked your solution, though, was I don't want to spend as much force on my abilities, so let's just bump up the attack. Yeah. Padawan Ahsoka can be really taxing of your force as well because she's got that double jump like Asajj, but it's just not going to happen as much as the force push taxing you, right? It's just very basic math. Every time you do the force push, you're losing two no matter what, right? The jump is frequently just a jump. So I think it's fun. I also think the theme is very right of that list. Like recently turned Vader while it's still the Republic and Barris helping him out. Yeah, we don't know if she... If there's ever a moment where she's freed from jail or right. prison and then Vader's like, yo, work with me. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't think Barris goes full dark side, right? We talked about this in her lore segment a little bit, but she's just tired of what the Jedi have become and she blames herself as part of the problem. It's true, but she goes to extreme lengths to do it. That's true. And frames Ahsoka, who was completely innocent. But who is also in this list. So. Yep. Let's recap. Yeah, it looks good. Squad one. Jedi Master Plo Koon, Padawan Ahsoka Tano, fifth brother. <laughs> Squad 2, Queen Padme Amidala, Sabe Royal Guard, Naboo Royal Handmaidens. Squad 3, General Obi-Wan Kenobi, Captain Rex, Republic Clone Commandos. Squad 4, gotta save the best for last, Darth Vader, Jedi Hunter, Barriss Afi, Jedi Padawan, and the ARF Clone Troopers. It's a pretty solid list, actually. I'm pretty happy with it. It's very solid. It's very strong. I like it a lot. It's also going to teach you a lot of tenets of Republic, right? And I think what we're leaning into is getting to the midline, scoring the game out on struggle one early, right? And then, as we said, kind of fighting tooth and claw and hopefully outplaying your opponent and taking either struggle two or three to win you the game. Um, what I do like about the list I'm on is we got a lot of movement, even with Vader. Because at the end of the day, I know Vader's this menace in the game. And he's one-shotting stuff. But in, in this list in particular, he's a little bit less aggressive and he's more just about enabling everyone else to get where they need to be and do what they need to do on their trees, right? And at the end of the day, Vader has a double move. And if he burns a hunker, he gets a free dash. <laughs> oh, I know. It's pretty awesome where he can just get back on the point, right? Yeah. So that's also terrifying. So what I I think in this list, you might be putting Vader in his defensive more, more often than a, than a traditional aggro Vader list. And I think that's cool as well. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm going to start in... Dark Rage. Dark Rage, double walk up the board, slap the bejesus out of something, and then I'll swap. But Then go Jim. So Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So did we ever land on a consensus on who we want to play the most in this? Or is it just going to be pick your flavor every match? Because I think we can do a lot of pick your flavor every game if you want with this. This is probably a prime example of that first tenet we've kind of highlighted in our show. 
Yes, I think it's really interesting because the way that I would play this list is I'm either playing Vader with Plo or I'm going to do either Obi-Wan and Vader with either the two of them and Queen Padme. Okay. Plo's only with Vader, maybe. For me, you might disagree. Well, I think there's an interesting matchup somewhere in there where you need the fully defensive list and you do go the Obi-Wan Plo and see if you can hold the line, you know, and just be the defensive player. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's why I like it is that this list can take you in multiple directions. And I do think that if you have a good inkling of what your opponent's going to play, then you can maybe really plan for it. Because I think this list, as designed, we have tried to at least give us as many tools as possible to be able to counter most of the meta stuff out there. However, it's probably Obi-Wan in every list, just because a lot of displacement is out there right now. And those burning hunkers for dashing can help you negate some of that enemy displacement. For sure. I also like that we have our force pushes split up. And that that's a tool in your tool belt as well, where you it's like, okay, I'm going to need like the double force push, the Vader Plo thing, but I'm going to need one of those, right? And yeah. That's a tool that you can also harness and got to always be aware of your force economy. So that's something that's going to come up a lot too with this list. Yeah. And I think also you could play this list in that linchpin style where you take Vader every list. Works great with Obi, works great with Padme. Yeah. Works great with Plo. That could work too. Vader always works. Well, cool. Do one more list, Amon, that's maybe not Republic-centric and it's a little bit more freeform. So we kind of abided by that first tenet of making a list with four primaries that work interchangeably. You can kind of be matchup dependent. You can play what you want. I think the first list highlights that list building style really well. What list building style do you want to go with now? So the next list that I think we should probably try to do is let's try to build the most meta list we can. And I think it would be really fun to, A, educate the listeners, maybe if they're unfamiliar with what is really good and how that could all synergize together. But B, I think it'll take less time because you just throw all the good stuff together. But also we're following up on that conversation from last week where it's like Vader, Grievous, Django, etc. The efficacy is dropped in the premier list. So let's see what some of those questions might look like. Okay. I like that. Do you just want to talk four primaries right out the gate that seem pretty obvious? I mean, yeah, for me, and correct me or add if you think I'm missing somebody, but it's Vader, Grievous, Talzin, Maul. It is. No doubt about okay. it. Okay, cool. Unfortunately. All right. So <laughs> natural pairing with Grievous and Vader. The question becomes, out of all these squads, who takes Django? And personally, I think Talzin needs him the least. And Talzin's very easy in the fact that you just throw the Night Sisters with her. Yeah, I also think you can actually play Savage in this list too. And I think Savage will have more life in premier format, right? Especially with pairing with Vader. He can just one-shot a ton of stuff. He's awesome with Vader. And he's also awesome with just Talzin in general. I think people are starting to figure out how strong he actually is now. So do you just want to do what we did at the start of this last list build? Do you just want to, at the moment, just lock the Talzin box? Sure. We can do that. Okay. So the Talzin box, Mother Talzin, Savage Opress is our secondary, and Night Sister Acolytes. So that's one of these done. Yeah. To be fair, I don't like Savage at all. You know, as a character or unit in this game, I love him in the lore. So I might want to revisit that towards the end, but I'm happy to put that in as a placeholder. Amon, at the end of the day, Savage, you can double move him like right out the gate, double dash him, which is just very strong. You know, I think what I think what Savage is, is he's just like on his worst day, he's like a fifth brother. He's just a big body on a point. He doesn't have the displacement, though. That's the difference, right? But he has tons of health and protection and steadfast. Hmm. Just saying. I don't know. Just saying. Okay, let's go to Grievous. Okay. 
you want to build that good stuff and Maul will be the last. Yeah, because I think Maul's pretty flexible. Yeah, I agreed. All right, Grievous. So if we, well, we'll give Vader the Magna Guards. Yeah. Right? Uh, so with Grievous. That's an interesting question now, Amon. I think it's obvious in the standard format that, and it's probably the way to go, but are we, with this list, are we just always playing Grievous with Vader and only Vader? Yeah, probably. Okay, then yeah, the Magna Guards do go with Vader because we want to get that additional Magna Guard movement when Grievous moves as well. Yeah, but I also think like you can run Vader with Magna Guards and not care for that extra movement. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or what we could do is just build a Vader Grievous list and a Mother Talzin Darth Maul list and just plug those in. You want to do that? I mean, it's probably fitting both tenets. Yeah, and kind of what it is. Okay, so we give him the B2s or the... Yep. Okay, and then... Or, actually, what you could do is you can go Kalani B1s. That could be interesting, because Kalani slaps. Well, for sure, but I think it's kind of breaking this whole exercise of making the most meta thing. So I think... I think sticking with your original gut is good. I think we can build a separatist list here in a moment if we really wanted to. Okay, so then we go fifth brother? Yeah, if Vader's getting the Magnus, Grievous needs the fifth brother, because the whole point of this list is murder stuff with melee and hold points really well. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then what secondary are we picking for Grievous? Is Django locked to Vader? No. I think you could take Obi-2 with Vader. That's how you do it. Take Obi-2 with Vader and you take Django with Grievous. Okay. So we have... Because we need... Gosh, that's scary. Similar to our last conversation, Amon, you need that bigger force pull with the expensive force ability character. So Mind Trick being a two cost, similar to our force push, got to keep them locked together. Well, then I think the rest of the list builds itself, right? If we do squad three, which is Talzin, Savage, and Night Sisters, squad one is Vader, Obi-2, Magnaguard, squad four is Grievous, Django, Fifth Brother... Then squad two is just small Bo-Katan super commandos. Yeah. And you could even go, that's our opinion. I could see someone's argument for Gar as well. Sure. And the theme would be a little bit more right as well. But I think Bo just keeps those super mandos alive and she's essential. And we've been saying this since day one on our show, Mon, but that's the pairing that we like is Bo with the yeah. super mandos. It's interesting because the premier list that I submitted for the online league is I put Obi-2 with Talzin because that's my pure anti-Vader list. That's that's fun. Pure anti-Vader. I love that. All right. So if, you, if you're listening at home, this list is Vader, Obi-Wan, Magna. I'm going to talk about Grievous now because that is the pairing. Grievous, Django, Fifth Brother, Maul, Bo-Katan, Mandalorian Super Commandos, and Mother, Savage, Night Sisters. Now, these first two squads are ridiculous, Amon. We, we talked about this last episode, how aggressively meta and competitive this list is that doesn't doesn't quite gel with us and our mantra here, but for this exercise, it's there. And I also think the second squad, right on its heels of competitive nature. And I think it's one of the best squads in the game as well. And I think you could, obviously, with in the standard format, this small Talzin could be slightly different, right? Because you've got more pieces available to you. Maybe you do go B2 like Amon did. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think even if you want to hedge your bets a little bit more evenly, you can just remove Django from squad four, which is with Grievous throw him in with either Talzin or Maul, and then maybe replace Talzin with Lumi Mandos. Yep. That also works too. It does work. Stay tuned for more of that on this very show. We've talked about a lot. Hey man. But- we we uh <laughs> we were those we were the Mando pioneers, I think, at the beginning. For sure. For sure. Okay. So the medalist is out of the way. <laughs> the goal of this list I'm on is to play two primaries together every time, right? Really? And you rarely split them up. A little bit. I think Vader, Maul, Obi, Maul, Magnaguard. Maul changes that formula a little bit. Yeah. 
So Vader and Grievous obviously is that number one list. I think if you're going into a tournament and you know maybe round one, you could maybe do Maul Talzin, and then you could just do Vader Grievous two three onwards because you just got to play them all once. You could certainly do that. And if that's the game you want to play, then just replace Talzin with Lumi and go the full Mando thing. That could work. If you don't want to do that, then I think Mother Night Sister Maul Savage all work great together. Yes, and then Bo-Katan and the Mandos can just do their thing because they also work great together as well. So I think it's a good list. I think it's it's quite meta, actually. And you can kind of go about it either way you want, because if there's a situation where your opponent is doing a lot of Vader Grievous stuff and you just don't want to run into each other, both playing Magnus and Jangos, then you could do the Talzin and Vader or Talzin and Obi-Wan. And I think to maybe even hedge that bet further, swap Obi-Wan Kenobi out of hiding with Jango Fett. Then you'll always get Vader, Jango Magna with whomever you want. Silly. Let's also talk about what's in this list, Amon, and why we think it's maybe meta. I mean, we've talked about on the show a lot, but Obi-2, Magna, Django, Fifth Brother, Mandalorian Super Commandos. There's a meta theme of the secondaries and supports as well, through and through. It's not just the primaries, right? Yeah, you get the Mando synergy, you get the Dathomirian synergy, you get a little bit of Separatist synergy. Solid. Yeah, the Dathomirians might be the weakest thing in here, and they're great. And they're great. What you also could do is put Savage with Grievous. Yes. Get that separatist. Because if you're just going to play him with Vader, then you get that separatist synergy. Exactly. Put Obi-2 with Talzin to be your anti-Vader list and put Jango with Vader. So you, what's cool is you can shuffle these secondaries around as well. Yeah. Be a little less aggressive too, to your local area. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying take this to a local event. No, no, no. No, absolutely not. I think one of the things we attempted to get across was that you should not take lists like these to your local event because you're if your intention is to grow the community if you want to murder your community (laughs) and you don't want it to exist then yeah go ahead beat everybody up beat all the new players and then get them to quit give them but if zero hope right yeah exactly there's always hope there's always hope yes it's star wars there's always hope right there's always hope thank you jen Erso. so We've kind of hit on like two primary tenets of building this premier format I'm on, but you, we talked about a third way you could build a list. This third way we talked about building a premier list is you always take a primary with a squad you really like, and then you swap out the others along the way. My thought with that is maybe a separatist list around Dooku. Do you want to play Dooku in every list? I think if you're trying to mainline separatists, absolutely. Okay. So let's come up with the best Dooku list we can. Yeah. And then build around it, which I think Dooku Magna Jango is probably the list. His box is, is his box is so good. It's really good. So we could do that. Let's start there. And and what what you're gonna learn when you're building separatists really quickly is that you might have to swap out supports and secondaries accordingly to fit things if you want to play someone like Dooku who is more restrictive on the points. And if you want to bring someone like Kalani, who is the most expensive secondary in the game thus far. So We'll see where it goes after that. But I think let's start with Dooku's box for sure. Squad one, Dooku's box. Okay. Squad one, Dooku's box. He's our anchor. Obviously. Of this whole list. He's our, if he's our anchor. Got it. Okay. So we got to add Grievous then and Asajj as primaries. The fourth primary slot is interesting because there is no fourth Separatist leader at the current moment in the game. Nope. So you can go Maul. You can go Luminara. Yep. You can go Ahsoka. You can go Cad Bane, which sounds more exciting too. Cad Bane's the obvious fit, I think. But I think, and it stays in theme. It does stay in theme. But I think Ahsoka is really fun. But I think if we're playing Ahsoka, I think Asajj would come out, and Ahsoka would replace her. Okay, 
So we want to keep Asajj, though. Or do we want to replace Asajj with Ahsoka? Let's build this Grievous list, and we'll go from there. Okay. Because that's not now, going away. Do we, true. So who do we want as a secondary? Savage, Kraken, or Kalani? It's Kalani, I think. And the B1 battle droids. Because that's the... I would agree with that. That's how the points shake out. And I think with this list, though, Dooku's our anchor. Maybe Grievous becomes our second reoccurring primary. You know? I'm not saying we play him every game. Certainly not. We're not going to because it's the premier format. But you could. You could. What's funny about this list is Dooku's the star. And you know who else is the star? Kalani. He's the star yes. of this list as well. And I wish you could take them both together. But it's okay that you don't need to. Yeah. Because the Dooku box is just a self-contained box that just works well no matter who it's paired with. Right. For sure. So if we do Grievous Kalani B1s, that means Asajj is what getting Kraken and the B2s? Yeah, unless we want to bring the B2s with Cad Bane, which I think you absolutely can do. It's very cool. So then what's your support for Asajj the Knight Sisters? Great question. I guess the better question is, if Dooku and Kalani are kind of the stars of this show, we want to maximize our droid supports, right? So obviously we're bringing the B2s with Asajj or Cad Bane. The question is, which one of them do you think we're going to play more often? Cad Bane or Asajj? Can we make one of them a full flex piece? A full matchup I think if you're going to make a flex piece, it's Cad. Yeah. Because I think you take OB2 with Cad, and then you take the Bounty Hunters. Just be a point down? Yeah. I don't think points matter as much in this game as in other games. Certainly not. I think you could also take OB2 with Dooku and give Django to Cad. But if you want to play Dooku every list, then keep Django with Dooku. Is there a world, too, where it's like Cad Aura B2s, which is one of the most unusual things you can get in the game right now points-wise, but you can get it. It's nine. And then Asajj is like the true flex squad. Why don't you just do Cad Kraken B2s then? Oh, yeah. If you just want to play Cad more often. Yeah. And then you can make Asajj pure Dathomirian. It's not bad. This is super interesting. The Separatists have so many options. I love it. I know Amon's pretty down on... um aura yeah pretty dancing around that but there it is but i do think the aura and Django, you know getting all that like cad identity bounty hunter stuff is worth testing in the very least right and certain people have our community and stuff but if you think we just play a point down on cad that just kind of nullifies that question anyways i think you can play a point down on cad and i don't think it hurts you but inversely could we just go aura ob2 night sisters and that's like our that's like a like control package that we bring in certain matchups. So OB2 with Asajj. Yeah. Aura with Cad. And B2s with Cad. And the Bounty Hunters. Or or vice versa, yeah. And B2s with Asajj. B2s with Cad. Then who's, why would Asajj not get the B2s? Oh, because you want her to get the Night Sisters? Just for the expose. I think the conclusion we're coming to is I think that Asajj is going to be our least played primary. So I'm like wondering at ways of like, making her a full flex squad. And what does that look like? Like, would that work with Obi-Wan? Like the the mind trick and the force push with Tuku. What if we don't take Asajj? Yeah. And we either go Ahsoka or Maul? I think that would be easier if we're trying to build like a full response flex list. Because in this situation, I would just take Maul, Obi-2, Fifth Brother, or Super Commandos. And that's a great flex list that pairs with Dooku, Cad, and Grievous. More so Dooku and Cad. I like the Mandos. I think that's a good call. Super Mandos with Maul and OB2. But then Cad gets the B2s. Cad gets the B2s. Yep. And then we could give him Kraken. Kraken or Aura. Or you go Aura. Yeah. 
I like Kraken. I do too. I think we give him Kraken if we're planning on playing Cat a lot. If once again, we're mainly planning on playing Dooku Grievous, maybe it is Aura and like the Cat Aura squad is just purely like a Cat and Aura have a lot of mobility around the map and the B2s join the rest of the droids. Mm. You know what I mean? And Cat and Aura kind of bring in this lone wolf reposition jump game, you know, jump slash climb because of course Aura has a lot of climbs. Well, if we play Dooku in every list, Dooku, Django, Magna, yep. then we should build the CAD squad to complement that squad as best as we can. I think the CAD squad with Aura does complement that. Better than Kraken? I don't know. I think the Kraken, oh, since Kraken's trigger is one unit, you know? Yeah, it's this unit or an allied battle supporting you. Yeah, I think it's like Kalani, Kalani can only be with, like, in theory, should be with both like supports out there, right? Now, what's interesting is, if we ever strayed away from the anchor of Dooku, does like the Grievous CAD work? And I think the answer is yes, because we got the double droid supports for Kalani. And we got a lot of damage on the table doing stuff. Do you think Aura is better than Kraken from a damage perspective? Let's not worry about synergy. Yeah, slightly. Mainly through her expertise paired with her tree. Do we want to be damaging our own droids in combat with expendable distraction? Do we care? question when they have 10 health and stuff i don't know i don't know in a super melee meta i don't know i think i would prefer kraken sounds like you prefer aura so we can leave that up to the listener to decide how about that yeah i think kraken is always a good question of like where does he go because i think he probably should be in this list somewhere right and he very well could be on that mall slot if you really wanted to right and you could even we could flip this on its head and mall it could be like mall kraken b2s and then cad and all bounty hunters Right. You know, and just make it more baseline, generic, safe for everybody. Grab primaries and just it works, right? But I think you could get really interesting with the list like this where we have an anchor of Dooku with all this force, all these responses, right? And Magnus and Jenko as your core, yeah. right? And you just bring anything else and you're fine. It doesn't really matter, is what I'm kind of saying. It's a strong list. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that Jesse and I are disagreeing, and that's important because it's helpful. Right. The way that I'm viewing the list is if Dooku is my play in every single round, in my head, Kraken works better. In Jesse's head, Aura works better. And it's cool to have that conversation. Like, we'll probably talk more about that offline. But then it's also like, like, listener, do you think we're both wrong? Do you think, do you have a preference? Right. It's, in- it's interesting. It's super interesting because at the end of the day, we're talking about two secondaries that we're not featuring prominently on our list at all, anyways. They, they're literally going to come out like one, one game or something. Right. So it's not even a question of like, is Kraken or Aura better? That's what makes this premier format so interesting to me, Amon, is it's if they're rounding out your last list of the four, what are they bringing to the table? What are they bringing up matchup wise? And honestly, we don't know the answers because premier format has not been explored enough. And I think a model like Aura is just better in the premier format, right? She just is. The bounty hunter tag system in general, all that's just more interesting in this format, right? And I think it'll expand in the future, but I don't know. Maybe you play Kalani every game in this list, you know? So Grievous is seeing a lot of play and Dooku gets kicked out every once in a while. Yeah, and Aura being with Cad helps the pairing with Django more because you get more bounty hunter triggers, but then also could just be a better list to play with Maul and Obi-2 and those Mandos. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. I do like it. I think it's a really good list. I think it's thematic and fun and strong. And once again, we built around this anchor of Dooku. And we've got a completely different list. Yeah. Well, we were only planning on building two lists and we ended up building three. So a Republic list, a 
quote unquote good stuff list and a separatist list. So let us know if you thought that was helpful, if that was interesting for you, if we if you thought our discussion was good and our insights, because I think any of those lists could go either way. And we did set some limitations on ourselves, but I think yeah. that makes it more interesting, right? As you said. So I'm excited to see the reactions to this. Public list without mace to boldly go where no one's gone before, maybe, you know. Could be the new wave. Could be. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed all this, as Amon said, and you can find us different places online. We'd love for you to find us. Hello There is supported by our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash HelloThereCast. If you're interested in supporting the show, if it brings value to your life and you want to help support us and help this thing get better and better, check out our tiers there. Of course, you can find us everywhere on social media, X, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all at HelloThereCast, and you can email us at HelloThereCast at gmail.com. Additionally, leaving us reviews on your favorite podcast platform of choice not only means a lot to us and keeps us going, but actually helps us out because the world is built around algorithms and visibility, and those things matter. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thanks to Lofiel for our show's music. Banger. Straight banger. Help you listen to it while you build premiere lists, and it might just lead you down the good stuff path. Be careful. You can find us several places online. We'd love to talk with you. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, Longshanks, Discord, all those places at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. And check out my show, Fury's Finest, about everything Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. Aman, where can everyone find you? You can find me on most places at Aman Kusro. That's K-H-U-S-R-O. I'm also a man who games on Twitter. And I also am the host of the Path to Glory podcast, the number one Warhammer Underworlds podcast that focuses on competitive gaming, player development, and community growth. A little bit of a plug here. We've got a huge release week coming So if you're interested in Warhammer Underworlds, take a look at Path to Glory this Saturday because we're going to have blog articles, YouTube videos, and a ton of podcasts for you to consume celebrating the new season, Death Gorge. Very good. We'll check out all that content there. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this premiere format discussion. In no way is this like the perfect way to do it, but we thought it would be really fun to not have notes, jump in, do it completely organically with you guys on the air and showcase what our process is for making a premiere list and the paths you can take. So hopefully this was really helpful and we wish you all the best luck in getting premiere off the ground at your local events and things like that because we really think it's going to be the way going forward. Absolutely. Well, we really hope that you enjoyed this and remember that when you're building your premiere list, do or do not, there is no try. May the horse be with you. civilized.